everybody. I'm Sharon Feeler with ABC to CEO, and thank you for joining us today. We have a very special guest that I am very proud to present to you. Her name is Luann Abrams. She's the founder of CEOX, an organization with a mission to elevate women into CEO and board roles. So her mission fits in perfectly with what we're trying to do also with ABC to CEO. But a little more background on her. Um, she's the founding board member of Strengthening Central Oregon Political Action Committee with the mission of recruiting and supporting underrepresented individuals to run for political office. She is the inaugural member of Women in STEAM groups led by Technology Association of Oregon, whose mission is to support and encourage women in male dominated industries for a gender balanced future good for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, one last point, and there's many more points about Luann, but to keep it simple here, um, she has a background in aerospace engineering and spent most of her 15 years in aviation working for a startup aircraft company in Bend, Oregon. But as a result of that and all of the things she did, um, she actually, in, nine, in two in 2017, was inducted into the International Air and Space Hall of Fame as part of the Golden Eagles, the winning this intercollegiate flying team. So a lot of interesting things you've done here, Luann, and uh, great achievements and, and great things that seem to be uh, in your focus. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit about uh, what CEOX is all about, and maybe you can give us kind of your mission and why you created it and founded it and tell us a little bit more. Yeah, Sharon, thanks for having me. And I was so delighted when we met and I heard about what you are working on, because I think, as I mentioned, when we talked, I started asking little girls what they want to be when they grow up. And then when they tell me, I say, well, you should consider being a CEO. <laughs> and so, so of course they typically ask, what does that mean? And I tell them, and I'm, I'm trying to plant these seeds along with you, but, but I started CEOX because I had been working in venture capital. And honestly, I think venture capital is broken for women in many ways. Um, there are not enough decision makers with the investment dollars in VC. There's not enough money going to women-led companies. But then there's the issue that I kept seeing, which is that it's not uncommon for founding CEOs to be replaced through the growth cycle of their companies. And typically that's just because not all founders have a growth and scale skill set. And really that's what's needed if the venture fund's gonna make any money off their investment is that high growth. And I started to realize through the years that every time I watched this CEO replacement happen, it was a man that was given that role. And one year I was sitting at a venture fund annual meeting and they were announcing the new CEO of a women's healthcare platform for tracking your fertility. And sure enough, they introduced the new CEO who was a man. And I thought, oh, for goodness sakes, if, if you can't find a woman to run a women's healthcare platform, the system is clearly really broken. And so that's when I started digging in and trying to come up with a pretty simple solution, which is CEOX. And ultimately, I identify CEO-ready women. 
And I, I do that by asking successful CEOs and senior leaders to nominate them to CEOX, um, women that they've worked with who they believe would make great CEOs. And so my goal is that women are being considered for these, these roles because the traditional recruiting method is really broken for early stage companies. People are not willing or able to pay executive recruiters their full fees. And so it's just the investors going into their networks to find the next CEO. And when they do this, with most investors being men, they just find women or they find people that look like them and overlook all of these amazing women. And that's obviously a problem for the women, but it's really a problem for the venture fund because women-led companies are shown to grow faster, generate more revenue, use invested dollars to better effect. So there's a real economic incentive for venture funds to be doing a better job of finding women. So that's the core of CEOX. And then there, the other portion is just the community around it. So bringing all of these amazing high potential women together so that they can be the support structure for each other as they go forward into these really critical CEO roles. Right. Yeah. Well, you've described exactly why ABC to CEO was founded also. And and, you know, we're not here to try to uh, uh, make women into something they don't want to be, but we want them to have the, the chance to become CEO. And the only way you get a chance is, is to get your name nominated. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the first thing. So we really focus, as opposed to your organization, you're looking at very experienced women who are ready for CEO. We're focused more on early stage career women. So do you, as you look at women and look at their careers early on, do you see any kind of trends that you might share that um, uh, to, for young women to plan their career, that they might have more of a possibility of becoming CEO? Because that's you know the education process we're interested in moving forward on. Yeah, so I interview a lot of CEOs in this role and talk to them. And one thing that stands out is how many never considered being a CEO at early on in their careers. And it was only as they got older that it started to become something that they thought of. And pretty much all of them who've had that experience have said if had, if it had been something they had thought of earlier it probably would have happened earlier that they would have been CEOs at a much earlier age and so i think that's a great lesson for the younger women that you work with is like let's start thinking about it now as at least a possibility if not actually trying to plan how to make that happen so are there some specific things that um, women you've talked to who, who are CEOs or candidates, are there things in their career that they would advise young women get this experience early or do this early uh, that will make you more of a candidate at an earlier age? Yeah, so there, there's certainly certain experience that's always very helpful. Um, running a PL is is something that tends to be a 
disqualification if you haven't done that. And so having a focus on that. But in general, another kind of trend that I've heard a lot is is having a sponsor, having advocates for you who put you forward for new opportunities and have your back and are willing to go out on a limb for you. And so I think the the lesson for younger executive women is to to find that sponsor, to put it out into the world that you you need that help um, and ask for it and and really identify the people in that you're working with who can help elevate you and and ask for it very directly if you need to ask for what you need help on. Yeah, that's we we talk a lot about uh, mentors, which are really people to help you with the more technical side of of what you're doing, and then the promoters or sponsors to help elevate you at the board table or at the the table where uh, the management team is doing succession planning. So, so yeah. those are really critical points, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up. So, you also see, I'm sure, women who. Um, have a lot of traits that are considered great to become CEO, but do you sometimes find things that are either missing or maybe mistakes women make that hold them down compared to their male counterparts as they're being considered to, uh, for CEO? Do you ever, is there something you could kind of share with us? Yeah. One thing that I hear a lot is women talk about how they think they would actually make a better COO than a CEO. And that, that really triggers me because if you can make a great COO, you're likely going to be a great CEO. I mean, a COO is very operational, right? They know how to do everything. And that CEO is really directing the vision surrounding, finding the best people for the team. And and I feel like women are just because of because of the society that we've grown up in, they're, they just don't envision themselves as the CEO. They always think of themselves as a number two. And I really like to, to challenge them when, when I hear that of like, why do you think it, you'd be a great COO versus a CEO? So I definitely push back and I would just say, aim higher. If you can make it to a COO, you certainly have the leadership skills to be a CEO. Yeah, that's a very good point. I've never really put that into perspective before, but uh, I can see where that happens. It's just not not believing or having the confidence that you can really get to that top level. And uh, it's, it's critical. I mean, one of the primary traits we talk about quite often is confidence. And uh, it's, it's, you know, when you're going for the second job instead of the first job, maybe you just need to aim a little bit higher, like you said. Yeah, yeah. confidence is an issue I talk about a lot too, because again, we're we're living in this society that was, and, and not in this negative way, but it was really, it was created by men for men's success in business. So that is the culture that we're living in. And because of that, it, it's very easy for women's confidence to be depleted with all of the additional issues that we face as women in the workforce. And, and because of that, we sometimes don't, don't try, we get 
exhausted. I mean, I was talking to a CFO yesterday who had been nominated to CEO X and she, she just said, I'm, I'm exhausted from dealing with all the things that I've had to deal with um, as, as an, she was an immigrant, as a woman, as a mom. And, and that's the kind of stuff that breaks us down and we have to, we have to overcome, we have to support each other so we can continue to overcome that. Right. Yeah. We, we talked also about women need support networks besides in their career itself, but they need it for their personal life because oftentimes we still try to take responsibility for everything that has to do with family. And uh, there's, there's not always the time to do everything the way you want to do it. So having a home support system is, is critical for, for many women to get to that very top job. So we talked about a little bit about P&L responsibilities. Are there some other responsibilities that, that might help women kind of catapult them more to the CEO level? Are there other things that you see on resumes of candidates who are really good candidates for CEO? Well, I always like to emphasize what some people call soft skills. I don't really like that term, but, but they're the they're the things that are not necessarily what you see on a resume, right? Your empathy, your curiosity. I, I really like um, women to be able to develop those, those skills and talk about those and integrate them on a resume or an interview, because those are really signs of a great leader. Being curious is a great sign of a leader. Um, having empathy is a great sign of a leader. So I talk a lot about changing what we define as qualified for these leadership skills. And, and it's not necessarily how much revenue you increased at your company, but it's about all of these other things and how, how you are a great leader. That being said, um, I would say one very concrete thing would be um, finding and developing talent and, and being able to bring the best people to you to work with you. So as you're going up in your career and you're likely managing people and hiring people, being able to identify others who are high performing and get them on board with your vision and mission um, is a great way of assessing your talent as, as a CEO. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. We, we often speak about, you know, a, a true leader is somebody who's got others following them. That's what a leader is. The more you can find people who have great talents and have the confidence on their own to know that they can do a job, the better the followers will be that are going to be um, your, you know, taking care of the whole business with you. Mm -hmm. It's uh, extremely important that you always have individuals who I like to always think they're smarter than I am, wiser than I am, more creative than I am. And they each bring something to the table that, that the CEO herself or himself could never on their own do everything. So that's, that's an interesting point. So do you find that on resumes, Putting down that you're, some of these skill sets is important, or how do boards find 
that an individual has these kinds of skills when they're considering somebody for a CEO job? Because typically you look at a resume and you see experience, but we don't talk about kind of the personal attributes you just described that are critical to being a good CEO. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I think we have to change how we're evaluating candidates for all of these things and and start asking different questions when we are talking to them and and start asking questions more along the lines of, um, you know, tell me how you dealt with conflict in a prior role. Um, Tell me how you handled uncertainty in a prior role. Um, how did that make you feel? What did you do to navigate the situation? Just things beyond just um, how did that company grow? How did you have a successful exit? You know, really, really that define the person and their and their qualities versus just um, what might be seen as qualifications on a resume because not that those qualifications on a resume are not important, but men tend to be given opportunities to get those qualifications at a much higher rate than women or people of color do. And so they haven't had these opportunities to shine. And so we're missing out on a lot of incredibly talented people by just focusing on traditional qualifications and not hiring based on all these other skill sets. Well, that's a good point. I I remember when I was in corporate America, we would sometimes have people who could really do the job. They did the job. They always did the job. They were on time. They were on budget. They were on scope. But you know what? The people that they worked with did not enjoy working for them. We had high turnover rates in those departments. Um, We always felt the creativity was lacking because people were afraid to speak up to be different. And you bring up a great point. A leader encompasses all of those things because that's the only way you truly get growth. It's more than just doing the job. It's, it's about how do we grow this organization and have people behind us who want to grow it. And that has to do with personal characteristics that I agree with you are often overlooked in, in probably interview sessions to find out if this is the right candidate. Mm-hmm. So um, do you have any, we're almost out of time already. Do you have <laughs> I talk a lot. <laughs> uh, do you have any final thoughts you want to, to share with young women about um, the possibility of becoming CEO someday, things you've seen. Um, I just want to give you a chance to make sure we get everything from you that we can. <laughs> I, I think I kind of hit on the, the key points, but so I'll just kind of reiterate, um, really, really developing your curiosity, that learning mindset, being open to saying, I don't know, and, and learning about it, always advocating for yourself, have a plan, be flexible, because we all know about the best laid plans, but at least have, have some goals and steps. And, and try to bring on others that that are going to 
support you and help you um, along that path. Yeah, very, very good advice. Everybody can use that advice early in their career and as we progress through our careers. Well, Luann, this has been very interesting. You've got an amazing idea for your organization, and I'm sure you're you're having a lot of success with it. Um, I wish you more success in the future and may more female and, as you said, people of color be in our future so that your candidate list keeps growing and growing and uh, we can have more individuals that add to the diversity of the leadership we have in our, in our organizations across the globe. So thank you so much for your time. And um, everybody who's listening here today, thank you for being with us. And we hope that um, you got as much out of this uh, insightful interview as, as I did. So um, we'll see everybody another time. Goodbye.